This is the show off. It's the collab you didn't know you needed. The unholy union of two powerhouses of Australian media. Pedestrian and the Batuta Advocate. Taking a savage swipe at the week in entertainment news. Anything you've missed? And everything you give a shit about. I'm Josie Rosenberg-Clark, Head of Editorial at Pedestrian. I'm Effie Bateman, Lifestyle and Entertainment Reporter at the Batuta Advocate. And I'm Wendell Hussey, the Sports Reporter at the Batuta Advocate and the token bloke of this podcast. Now, today on the show-off, we're talking about bringing it all back for the S Club 7 reunion tour well some sad news for fans the super mario bros movie has opened this weekend and has broken an absolute truckload of records despite more learned people saying it is absolute trash Kerry ann kennelly we spoke about her last week Called she it. is already out of i'm a celebrity get me out of here she's out of here one week in got her paycheck and she's gone and uh we're also gonna talk about what people are describing as the craziest episode of Succession yet on HBO. And we'll finish it up with T-Swizzle. Very sad news on T-Swizzle and big news. So that's what we're going to round it out with this week. Let's get into it. Before we get into things, guys, I want to know, what are you obsessed with this week? I think we uh, we have a mutual obsession this week, Josie. Yeah, we do. We've been talking about it a lot. Both obsessed with the upcoming Barbie movie. The trailer, of course, dropped last week. Too late for us to talk about it on mm. the podcast. Mm. We had to talk about Air instead, a movie about shoes. <laughs> this one. <laughs> I can see why you're a little bit more obsessed with the Barbie trailer. This also had shoes in it. That mm, famous it shot of her very pointy foot. Yep. But, I mean, I've been obsessed with the Barbie movie since those BTS picks leaked last year they've been dropping like little easter eggs every now and then i'm so hooked yeah it was like ryan gosling margot robbie the fluoro outfits they were like venice beach it wasn't really bts because they were in public but it just looked iconic already and we've been obsessed in the pedestrian office we actually set a calendar reminder so that we knew when the trailer was coming and it didn't disappoint it looked so dumb and fun is that what the appeal is, right? Because I was more intrigued. I saw the teaser trailer a few months ago and I was a little intrigued with how all that was going to work, the big Barbie in the yeah. desert. And I was like, okay, what's going on here? But I was a little confused with the actual full trailer. I don't. What, what is that movie? I don't know what it's going to be I don't be think about. anyone knows. I think yeah. that's I what think the that's intrigue the, is. That's the beauty of it. Like, I don't want to have – I don't want to know the entire plot at the moment. I just kind of want to be teased by it. Yeah. I think okay. the marketing people are the MVPs here. We had the set picks, yeah. quote unquote, leaked. Clearly, they would have called the paps and said, we're filming down at the beach. So everyone went nuts over those photos. Then the trailer obviously says nothing. So everyone's intrigued. And then they dropped all those memes. Mm. The They got all of the stars to share the, this Barbie is a diplomat or whatever. Yep. So it's so memeable. Everyone was doing it and to the point is- where it got really fucking annoying. I will admit, I yeah. got over those, but- yeah. It was everywhere. You could not avoid Barbie. Yeah, it's always it's a little bit like a hill, isn't it? You're going up, you're excited, you're keen to get to the top, and then all of a sudden, like, sports betting companies or vitamin companies are posting memes about Ken and yeah. Barbie. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm going down the hill. No, you know how you know it's bad is when a politician mm. starts doing it. Did anyone do it? I'm surprised that Dan Andrews or something didn't get around that. It seems like something. Yeah, Dan Andrews' team would definitely get around it. Yeah. They're the kind of people that love to jump on like two. They'll do it in two weeks. They'll they'll do it too late. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. There's been a bit of flack 
thrown uh, Barbie's way? There has been a bit. Um, people think that Ryan Gosling is too old to play Ken, <laughs> which is like pour one out for the privileged white man in Hollywood. People saying he's too old. Where's my tiny violin? Well, I, I, I love hearing it, actually, because usually that sort of discourse is left for the female lead, not mm-hmm. the male lead. But I think he looks great. I think that's why it's funny. I feel like we're going to see that it's quite deliberate that Ken is not, like, 21 and, mm. like, mm. taught. And, well, Ryan Gosling's still taught and fit. He's but 42. And he's also not that old, is yeah, he? Yeah, right? I was going to millennial. <laughs> Like a sugar daddy vibe. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure it'll all unfold, but it so was you think refreshing. It's deliberate. I don't know. I couldn't. Up. I couldn't tell you because we know nothing about this movie. I feel like Ken, the actual Ken doll, looks a little older as well. Yeah, as a doll, doesn't well, it? Like it doesn't look like. But it's a- like, how are we saying that he's too old? It's not like Ken came with a birth certificate, like when you bought him. <laughs> like we don't know how old Ken is. Ken could have been. 50 with a lot of fillers for all Mm, we know exactly he could be i am curious to know actually do like the barbie's arms and stuff like twist a full 360 degrees (laughs) and go all different directions i'm not sure they did refer to the feet being constantly Mm. pointed you know effie used to chew on the feet of her so did i that's a very normal thing to do. yeah so did i they're all ruined i don't think that's a very normal no i did it too rub the boobies together yeah and i made them kiss yeah you made the kiss and scissor and stuff yeah you make the scissor Scissoring normal, <laughs> kissing normal, yeah. chewing on feet. Rip the yeah. head off, you know, you chop the hair, yeah, shove the them hair. in the bath. Mm-hmm. I, we just abuse the fuck out of And look bodies. at us, we're two normal, well-adjusted yeah, women. completely well-adjusted. Yeah. The feet thing is what I get hung up on. I get everything else. It's but textural. Feet, it's, it's Quentin yeah. Tarantino is what it is. That's <laughs> what it is from you guys. It's very textural and it, I, I can actually still feel it Yeah, right now. I, I really want to grind on I some Barbie teeth. <laughs> Memories. Yeah, I think we might not delve too much into where all that leads <laughs> and um, what that's manifested itself <laughs> into. But I noticed that Barbie actually comes out on the same day as another huge movie this year, Oppenheimer by Christopher Nolan. Oh, wow. um, head to head. I mean, what a change of pace. Yeah. <laughs> what a change of pace. A movie about the guy, back to back. <laughs> the movie guy marathon. who invented the uh, atomic bomb mm. and Barbie. Both hard-hitting, I guess. You excited for that one, Josie Rosenberg-Clark? Um, I would say I'm more of a Barbie girly than an Oppenheimer girly. Mm. What about you, Effie? I'd say Barbie, but you know what they should Only do just. on mm. the day is every person who goes in to see Oppenheimer gets shown Barbie and then everyone <laughs> who goes in for Barbie gets shown that. That would be so funny. So you were going to say they should get Christopher Nolan to do the next Barbie movie. Yeah. That would be wild. <laughs> that would be. Um. be interesting. I'm very curious about Oppenheimer, actually. I want to know how they portray this guy who created basically the greatest threat to humanity we've ever Mm. seen. Uh, It's interesting. (laughs) Not as much. Just not as much as Barbie. Uh, (laughs) Chewing on feet. Uh, Would you chew on Oppenheimer's feet, though? I mean, I have to have a good look at him. Depends how rubbery they are. Now, we'll move into some of the uh, more newsy stories, the meat of the podcast. S Club 7 has had some tragic news ahead of their reunion tour. Josie Rosenberg-Clark, JRC. Mm, I was devastated on the weekend. It's been a roller coaster because I'm a millennial, so mm. I was a huge 
fan of S Club 7. Did mm. you guys listen to S Club 7 or am I just too old? I do. I remember the Don't Stop Moving because I remember the Neighborhood Iconic. Kids and I, we had like a dance to it. But that's the only one I really know. I'm aware of the songs, but I was more, you know, Simple Plan. Yeah, okay. Green Day. The Lincoln Offspring. Park, yeah. You know, yeah. Patuta Ponds, real regional, uh, regional. Yeah, man. one of those flat brim caps, yeah. very big CDs, shorts. Burning them for my friends. Yeah. Anyway, I was a huge S Club girly. I had the CDs. I had I watched the TV show. They were in a TV show on Nickelodeon. Mm. I had a huge poster in my room. One of them was called Joe, and that was my nickname in high school. So I was always like, then we got Joe, she's got the flow. Like that was my moment mm. in the song. Huge, huge part of my childhood. And so in February, they announced this reunion tour, only in the UK and Ireland, but Everyone was like, we wrote about it on Pedestrian. All the comments were like, bring it here. It's all seven of them. First time they'd all been involved. It was like almost the levels of posh rejoining the Spice Girls to oh, do a wow, tour. Okay. Like a Kmart version of that, you know? <laughs> <laughs> People were excited. But then uh, last week, the tragic news came out that Paul Catamol, so one of the members of the band, was found dead in his apartment. There's not a lot of info about what happened, but obviously it was, you know, coming up to their tour in October, just like really sad timing. Apparently he was super excited about the tour, everyone getting back together. They did a big announce together. They're all like photographed. They did like the breakfast TV shows. He was stoked. And now it's like everything's kind of up in the air and fans are wondering, am I still allowed to be excited about this tour? Is it still happening? Um, but we did get an update. Um, I actually wrote this story. I do some work, guys, <laughs> occasionally. Mm-hmm over the public holidays, an update has come out where they are going to go ahead with the tour but kind of reframe it as a tribute to Paul rather than – They're doing it for Paul. They're doing it for Paul. Are they going to keep the name? I don't know. They'll probably just call themselves S Club, which is what happened. He actually was the first one to leave, so then they kind of rebranded as Mm, S Club back in like 2002, I think. Or maybe I made that up. So they'll probably just do that. But it's just like it was S Club 7 really close to being that full reunion tour. Mm. And then tragedy struck. So it's S Club 6. I can imagine there'll be some emotional concerts, some Mm. emotional fans. I wonder what they'll do. Like surely they'll have a specific tribute to him, right? Yeah, I would think so. Will I be flying to the UK and Ireland to see it? Potentially, if flights aren't four thousand dollars, you know, consider it. You genuinely think about it? No, I really, I nearly wanted to when it was like all seven of them. So now I feel bad. I'm like, well, I wanted to do it. You do a holiday around it, yeah. Yeah, do it for Paul. Do it for Paul. Buy the flights for Paul. Next up, and some silver screen news, the Super Mario movie opened this weekend and surprised pretty much everyone by smashing a bunch of records. A little bit like me in primary school athletics and high school athletics, actually. But anyway, Effie, you're across this. You're pulling a face about um, my claim there, but I think we should just – we don't need to analyse that too much. We'll just move straight in Mm -hmm. to the Super Mario records. Tell us about it. Yes, so this one really surprised me because – I'll be honest, I don't have any desire to see this movie. But basically, um, the (laughs) Super Mario movie had the highest grossing animated film opening weekend of all time, Um, even beating Frozen 2, which I'm sure as a mum to a toddler, Mm. you're very across, (laughs) Josie. I'm shocked. I'm actually, yeah, I'm stunned that a non-Disney or Pixar movie has taken this out. And as someone that's seen Frozen 2 450,000 times, this movie has a lot to live up to mm. because that bit with the giants at the end, I mean, oh God. you know, sorry. 
it's just amazing. Gets it's got a good time. message. It's got every a good message. Every time out of the four hundred thousand. So like, I just I'm now curious to see. I actually am curious to see it. Unlike you, Effie, well, I now want to yeah. see Mario. So I remember when the trailer came out, there was a lot of um, criticism mm. surrounding getting Chris Pratt to voice Mario and the fact that there was no Italian accent at mm. all. Mm. It made $377 million in just five days of release, which is insane. And this comes after The Guardian gave it a one-star review saying... Savage. It, which, is, which is pretty bad. Well, everyone, the consensus seems to be that it is a steaming pile of oh, runny yes. canine feces. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like a dog when it's gone and found a rat or something. Yeah, like yeah, that, yeah. that really stinky, stinky... When it's been like, you know, when they scooch their butt on the yeah, floor for a while. Yeah, and then you've got to hose it off the path. Yeah. Mm. That's yeah. apparently what it is, according to learned people. But, I mean, bums are on seats. Yeah. Everyone's going yeah. nuts for it. Um, well, it's it's the nostalgia and it's, you know, it works. It bodes well for Barbie, doesn't it? Well, that's it the thing. And, look, that's what they're cashing in on a lot this year is you've got actually th- three, could be more, but at the moment there's Barbie, there's Super Mario, and then there's Dungeons & Dragons, which are all based around toys and games. Got to say, it, obviously a formula works, but it is a little bit grim, isn't it? That's it's, where the big budget movies are and that's what everyone wants to go and see, movies about video games. Anyway, you saw Dungeons & Dragons, I didn't did. you? I did. I actually really liked it. <laughs> I really liked it. Movie of the year. Yes. I actually watched it with my D&D crew. Oh, sweet. And <laughs> Sorry, that's just my nerd alert going off. <laughs> Mr. Athletic Champion over here. The jock. 100 metres, long jump, let me know, you know, got it all there. He but, went to um, a small school. <laughs> <laughs> Just on the, didn't touch on it, Chris Pratt, why yes. did they get the least Italian man? I don't know. I'm just over here crying because I used to be in love with Chris Pratt. Yeah. He's got a good agent. I was trying to figure out today, like, why do I dislike Chris Pratt mm. as much as I do? And I think, and this is... You actually triggered this a little earlier with your nerd discussion, oh, Wendell. Well <laughs> um, but he reminds me of like your dweeby mate from school and mm. you're really close and then one day he gets in with the popular kids and he oh, ditches yeah. you. And maybe, you know, that's the sort of vibe I got. He was with Anna Faris, who I love from Scary Movie, mm. and he was the lovable, you mm-hmm. know, character in Parks the and Rec. schlub. He was just schlub and mm-hmm. then he kind of got ripped and famous Ditched her and then Fake tan. got a bit obnoxious, I think. Fuck. Yeah. Okay, that's a great analogy because I can see that. And you know those guys too. But they're like, yeah, they get into the yeah. gym and they start getting like yeah. real jacked and yeah. they forget where they came from. And like from. he was attainable and like I nice love I liked him that. with some chub. Like, Me too. Parks and Recreation yeah. with Chris Pratt mm-hmm. is just like. That's where the Chris memes Pratt. were as well, wasn't it? That's when he was making. He was very popular. Memes. Very funny. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then he's just been bizarre on Instagram. The man is a no-talkie. Yes. <laughs> it's my theory when you're really JRC's hot. JRC's famous no-talkies. Just don't say anything sometimes. Yes. Unless a- you're really intelligent and measured and hot, then mm. you can talk. Mm. But he is not those He's things. there, yeah. Speaking of no-talkies, mm. segues us perfectly Great. into our next segment. We have a follow-up from um, last week's episode where we spoke about Carrie Ann Kennelly, mm-hmm. CAC, the CAC attack coming on to I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here, and she's already gone. Yep, we knew that this would not end well. We mm. called it. You could say that we're psychic, but it was the writing so. was on the wall. Like, we all knew this was going to happen. Yeah. You don't have to be psychic to see that Kerri-Ann Kennelly is going to say or do something problematic mm. 
on a reality TV show and leave after three days. Yeah. Three three days. So how much would she have gotten per day? I don't know. I'm not good with maths. It also depends on who you believe for contracts because mm. she was saying, wasn't she, that 180 k she was mm-hmm. getting? Yeah. But then I believe new idea, which I mean – <laughs> if as it could, it's as useful as me just saying these facts. Um, but they just pulling them out of your eyes. Yeah, they are. They are saying that she got a five hundred thousand dollars sign-on check and then would earn fifty thousand dollars for every single week she stayed in the jungle. So she's probably not getting fifty thousand dollars because she was only there three <laughs> yeah. days. If she was there three and a half, maybe she gets the like week. Half. Maybe that counts as <laughs> yeah. the week. But yeah, look, if you go on the five hundred thousand, she's up over a hundred k a day. If you go on one eighty, still sixty k a day. Not bad. Um, not bad. Mm. I'd definitely mm. eat testicles for sixty thousand dollars. Well, I've yeah, been doing it for what... free. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I've been doing it for free since uni. <laughs> So you would have done it on the TV show. You wouldn't have been called out. Because that was the thing. She actually got booted for yes. not eating Eat, yeah. antelope testicles. Kudu testicles, I believe they were. Well, she wasn't um, being a team player. That's what happened. Yeah. And that's why Dom got mad, right? Because Dom at least attempted to. Dom from Maths yeah. last yes. year, if you don't know who we're talking yeah. about. Probably yeah. should be the Prime Minister. She was taking one for the team. Isn't she Vejo? Yes. And she was yeah. eating animal balls. Mm. Yet Carrie Ann was like, no, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. And she refused to do it. She was being very bratty. And like it it probably looks worse for her than saying something that you would classify as problematic, you know. No, but then she went back to camp and lied about it. That's (gasps) what happened. Yeah, and then um, Dicko and Woody called her out, I think. Not a good look for her, I don't think. Um, There was a really good sledge from Dom afterwards because – Cack said, I can leave you my makeup, which we touched on last week. She was allowed to do um, so she was allowed to do makeup in her contract and mm. nobody else was. And she said to Dom, I'll leave you my makeup. And Dom said, I don't want your 1997 Revlon lipstick doll, which is Incredible. pretty champagne. <laughs> um, there's been some other kind of notable things happening on that as well. Ian Dicko Dickerson. Um, Dixon? Dixon. Dixon, yeah. I don't know where I got the extra er <laughs> from there. Um, anyway, Dicko, Australian Idol judge. Yeah. He has opened up about the whole Polanyi episode. Mm, um, the where, gold dress. Yeah, the gold dress where he told her to choose more appropriate clothes or shed some pounds, mm-hmm. um, which was huge. One of the biggest controversies yeah. in Australian that. TV. Mm. As, yeah. as a kid, I remember that. Mm. That is imprinted into my yeah. brain. But didn't he make the point that like – he would not have got away with that today. He barely got away with it then. But yeah. he said it today, 20 years later. Yeah. So it was interesting because he it came up and then he said, basically, you know, I'm a straight shooter, but these days I've had my arrows confiscated um, because it's just not worth it. And okay. then he goes, there are thoughts in my head that I can't verbalize, which is like, yeah, Dico, everyone has Everybody thoughts has in their head that can't fucking verbalise. <laughs> That's called That's being a part of society. <laughs> and life. The media is just that amplified. You can't say things that pop into your head sometimes. Yeah. Which, I don't know. So it sounded like he was being a little bit a little bit boomery in the sense of like yeah. you can't say anything these days, yeah. blah, 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 blah. You can't body like, shame anyone yeah. these days yeah, on yeah. national TV. Yeah, you can't like light someone up in their moment of moments and embarrass them. Weird, Dico. Um, yeah, but who then knew? He, who knew um, he came back and he – 
talked about it a little bit more and he talked about the conversations he had with her dad afterwards because she basically went through a really tough time after that and um you know there's all the chat about how much of a role he played in that and basically he came out and said he was tear and he said you know you got to accept responsibility for doing that in society i'm one of the villains and i can't change that but i'd like to think that i've learned from it and i'd like to think that the world has learned from it as well which is that's a bit more a bit more reflective and a bit yeah, more understanding I think that's what we want to hear although yeah. one of the pedestrian writers told me that she tried to ask him about it a few years ago at her last job mm. and he was like oh it was so long ago why do people keep asking me about it, it follows me around it's like yeah because you said a shitty thing yeah you said a shitty thing it's your legacy because you said it in the middle of like a <laughs> national moment yeah. when all eyes were on you yeah that's what people want to talk about dicko who knew that you would face the consequences of your own actions yeah weird isn't it it's literally the only thing i remembered about him is that yeah yeah yeah. He's like, it could have killed my career if it was 20 years later. It's like, sorry, what else have you done? You're on I'm a Celebrity. Get me out of here. You're, <laughs> You're eating <hardly> testicles. <laughs> You're like gone to the loftiest heights, Dicko. Sorry. Former Australian netball captain Liz Ellis is on there as well. And she was interesting. This is one um, for people who kept an eye on politics. She was saying that one of the women on her team was a physio at the time and um, basically was treating a guy called Bill Shorten. Um, and began talking to them about their pay conditions and about how they were getting fuck all. And, you know, there was tens of thousands. She was saying (laughs) 70,000, 80,000 people were packing into stadiums for Diamonds games and everyone was excited and getting around it. And was game was obviously generating a heap of revenue, but they weren't seeing any of that. Mm. And so this physio was treating Bill Shorten and started talking to him about it. And then um, eventually Bill Shorten got on the phone to her and, basically told her to form a players union and started giving advice on how to basically unionize the netballers and um, get a fairer share of the revenue to the point now where we have imports coming in from all over the world to play in the Australian netball league. So yeah, there is, there is a greater share of the pie being shared around now, which I just thought was an interesting one. Not something I was expecting to hear no. on Must have been I'm a Celebrity. Physio. Get me out of Magic here. Magic fingers. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I usually yeah. disassociate when I'm at the physio, but like good on Bill Shorten for making actual change while he's getting his like glute rubbed out mm. or whatever <laughs> <laughs> why did you go straight for glute too you know what i mean it could have been killing me right bill now. shorten's <laughs> bill shorten's a big runner you know hey, he's a there's all that footage of him groin. running i could have said you could have said groin you could have also said calf you know you could have said shoulder sorry I'm sorry. Nah, fair enough. It's all right. <laughs> Lastly, you're excited about Honey Badger coming on, you were saying. Yeah, I'm in the minority here because I'm a Honey Badger apologist. In 2018, he was The Bachelor. Yeah. Mm. And famously, controversially, he did not choose anyone in the finale and everyone dunked on him. And at the time, I wrote a controversial article where I was like, I think he did the right thing. If you're not into either yeah, of the people... He doesn't have to choose Then anyone. why choose one and date them quote unquote for two months for the publicity of channel 10's the bachelor which is what everyone seems to do and then break up and like just leave your truth he was like no i don't like any of these people like that Mm. because what are the chances of going on a dating show where you're not meeting naturally people are chosen for you people are there for you know their ulterior motives as well Mm -hmm. to become influencers or whatever what are the chances of actually finding the person that you're destined to be with he's now got a kid got a partner 
those people weren't for him and that's fine. I think he was like really yeah. villainized for it. Oh, yeah, 100%. He understand. copped so and much And I think flag. if he was a woman who went, no, I don't like It'd these like, men, yes. we'd be like, yes, queen, mm. go mm. off, sis, etc. And instead it was like, he's a fuckwit. I just didn't agree with it. All right, we'll um, move on to our next story, which is about what some people are saying the greatest is the greatest episode of TV for a long, long time. Spoiler alert, mm. we're going to talk uh, about succession for this next story. And if you haven't watched episode three yet, just skip ahead probably a couple of minutes to the next segment. Don't stay here because we're going to talk about the fallout from that. Season four, episode three of Succession dropped on Monday and though none of us here actually watch it. I've Our favourite show that be, none of us watch. Yeah. <laughs> we keep talking about Um a lot of people were surprised, spoiler, 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 with Logan Roy's death, the shocking twist was actually accidentally given away by HBO themselves before it even happened. Yes. Yes. Kind of, sort of. Kind of, sort of. Something yes. massive was going to happen. Yeah. So, as I said, don't watch it, but like everybody I know watches this show and to the point where I'm like, okay, I really need to start, but we're up to what, season four? Yeah. Anyway, I will eventually watch this show. But my friends were talking about it on the weekend and one of them was like, I know something big is happening this week. I think Logan Roy is going to die. And I was like, why? And he's like, because the screeners didn't get sent out. So he's like, why wouldn't they mm. send the episode if they've got nothing to hide? And mm. apparently in America, HBO sent them and then recalled them, which is even worse. So they actually sent them out, I believe some journos, saw the episode <laughs> but miraculously it didn't get spoiled but by proxy like not showing them had people clued yeah. in that something big was going to come but by and large i think most viewers were really shocked they didn't think he was going to die in like episode three like episode three is such a nondescript episode yeah. of mm. a season and it was very dramatic by all yes. accounts what happened there yeah it's so interesting that about that whole screener thing as well and it's like getting that knowledge that this massive thing is going to happen but you don't you don't want to be publishing that yourself. Yeah. Um, you don't want to obviously be the ones. fans will be going nuts at you like you just ruined mm. this episode for me. Um, people get very angry about spoilers as we know. And also you'd be you'd be annoying HBO who sends you out those screeners. And oh, you yeah. may never get another screener again. You never get a screener ever again. I love that they sent it out and just peeled it back like, okay mm. guys, forget that we ever sent that. This is a classic Streisand effect, right? Yeah, where the effort to like hide or censor info results in people being more curious mm -hmm. about it. The Streisand effect is named after Barbara Streisand. Basically, she tried to suppress the California Coastal Record Project's photograph of her house. It was to document Californian coastal erosion. Nobody would have cared about it. Nobody really gives mm -hmm. a fuck about seeing her house. Mm. But after she started talking about it, started getting a lot of attention and suddenly because she didn't want people to see it, everybody was like, we have to see it. Yeah. And this what is What is she hiding? A what are you lab? hiding? Like what? what is in your backyard? Just a mad hydro setup. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but this has happened heaps of times. It happened in the Super Bowl. You remember when Beyonce had that yes. great photo and she's like, she's like she uh... looks really muscly and her publicist was trying to like, Get rid of it from the yeah. internet. So obviously Twitter got a hold of it, of became course. a meme. Yeah. And the Kardashians a few years ago, um, Chloe Kardashian and, of course, Kris Jenner, the devil herself, tried to scrub this unedited photo of Chloe Kardashian in her bikini, which I think one of their kind of staff had uploaded, like one of their assistants. 
she actually looked amazing. So I don't know mm. why she cared. Oh yeah, she had a maybe a tiny bit of cellulite. Who cares? Oh, God forbid You're a human, human being. But the fact that they tried to get it deleted, Kim Kardashian was messaging people on Instagram, like DMing people, asking them to take it down because Chloe was upset. Like now we all just want to see the photo. But maybe that was just a flex because she mm. kind of looked hot in the photo. Let's wrap it up with our final story, which is about Swifties. Hearts breaking all around the world this week after it was announced that Taylor Swift oh, or T Swizzle, as I, was, I like to call her. I was her. waiting. I was like, yeah. her real name? Who T-Swizzle's are you? Where's Wendell? Broken up with her boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Very sad. Yeah. Mm. A British guy kind of looks exactly like Taylor Swift. It's a real siblings or dating vibe with those two. <laughs> Shocking news over the weekend that Taylor and Joe E.T. actually broke the story. Entertainment Tonight, not the small I, I creature. <laughs> not the small not Andrew Eddinghausen. creature. <laughs> I'm thinking more like, you know, the 80s mm. icon E.T. Yeah, fair. Which... The one that well, could also more be 90s, more 90s, but yeah. You know. <laughs> anyway, Entertainment Tonight broke the story saying that Taylor and Joe had been split up for a few weeks. As you know, Swifties are insane. So people <laughs> were, the reactions were so unhinged. It was, I needed to call my mum. I'm crying. I saw one influencer I follow was like, if this is true, I'm going to mourn this like my own relationship. It's like... Who, I'm sorry, but who cares? Um, okay. I don't I, like you. Yeah. I'm just not as invested as all these other I, people. I get when two celebrities who are very well known mm. and we form that parasocial relationship, but I feel like nobody really knows no, Joe because she's everything and <laughs> he's just Ken. He's just Ken. Yeah. And she was, they were pretty private. They went out for six mm. years. And mm. I think because I had to write about this yesterday, looking through Getty images to find a pic of them together. I think they went to three events in six years. So they were pretty private. But yeah, all the tea is, it's a developing story. You know, there's more tea every single day. People magazine in America is like the oracle of celebrity news. If it's on people, but it's still kind of rumors, it's happened. Like they've got the best sources. They're probably talking to Taylor's mom, you know, like they're, they're probably talking to Taylor's publicist. They've got Taylor herself. It's like <laughs> yeah. they are the oracle and they confirmed it on the weekend, but this week they've now got a very close source to Taylor, in inverted commas, dropping details, saying that the couple had had a few rough patches. They'd broken up maybe a few times, got back together. They've just got different personalities and apparently the fame levels being so different. This insider said the differences in their personalities have become harder to ignore after years together. They've grown apart and added that Taylor didn't see them working out in the long run. That to me screams that it Taylor was the source. <laughs> yeah. It's just like saying yeah, she true. knew, she's fine, don't worry about yeah. her, yeah. basically. Well, I feel I feel like that's a really boring way mm. to end a relationship. Like growing apart, I don't know, it's not as fun as ch- a cheating scandal, is it? Are we going to get a good song out of this? Yeah, the album will probably be quite boring, although some fans are taking this quote about them having rough patches and using that to interpret the songs on Midnight's that are about breakups to be about Joe and their, you know, rocky patches Mm. and maybe the little breaks that they took. So probably be some more Midnight songs in the set list. Has she got an album dropping? Like is that confirmed or is it just rumours? She's apparently working on the Taylor's version of Speak Now. So she's doing all her re-records of her old albums because of Scooter Braun taking the rights. 
So apparently that's what she's up to at the moment. So it's only going to be vintage breakups that she's mm. singing about. Yeah. John Mayer, yeah. look out. Watch your mentions. It was a bit of a roller coaster for celeb relationships on the weekend, though, because mm. obviously we had the sad breakup. But I think it was the day before, everyone was fucking shocked when this tea came out that Kylie Jenner and Timothee Chalamet. Timothee Chalamet? <laughs> I just love saying his name. It's so much fun. Kylie Jenner and Timothee Chalamet <laughs> are a secret couple and have been dating since January. It's such a bizarre pairing. It's like Barbie and Oppenheimer. (laughs) (laughs) It's so... Yeah. It's like chalk and cheese. Yeah, it is. But it's like, it's kind of the trend, isn't it? I mean, we had Kim dating Pete Davidson. Mm. Yes. You know, skinny, He's like a classier version of Pete. Yeah. So maybe it's just their new kind of type. Or I always think, is it Kris Jenner? Is she the puppet master? Yeah. And this is all a ruse and that something's going to come out soon. Like, I always could be that. Because they've got a new season of the Kardashians coming in a couple of months. Can you imagine if Timothée Chalamet is... Well, he probably will be. This is just publicity for the show. I don't believe it. It's probably a handshake agreement. Exactly. So no uglies were bumped? No, I don't believe it. I don't even believe they've gone to first base. The uglies were left unbumped. Mm, shame. Shame yeah. for them. Shame um, for Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> Sorry, but you don't believe it. You'll have to go and investigate. Josie Rosenberg, Clark. Yeah, I'll report back. Yeah, come back with a scoop. All right. Well, I think that's it for this week. Thanks very much for your company. Look forward to talking to you again in seven days' time. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Are you the ring? <laughs> Thanks for listening and join us again next week on the show off. 